Ladies and gentlemen, referee Herb Dean has called a stop to this contest at one minute, two seconds of round number two. Declaring the winner by knockout and still the undisputed UFC welterweight champion of the world, Kamaru, the Nigerian man that's the truth man he dude did, did a hell of a lot better than his brother did the other night with the fucking oh, ask and shit jesus christ michael my god but if there's any man out there that can get you hyped for a fight it's fucking bruce buffer yeah man like honest to god him in front of what was it fifteen thousand goosebumps uh, fifteen thousand i had the number right here yeah it was like 15, uh, 15 15 plus i'm pretty sure i just had the number right here fifteen thousand two hundred sixty nine fans there it is like goosebump inducing cheer I wasn't a fan of the crowd during the night. We'll get to that as we go along, but the crowd kind of pissed me off. They were, they were cheering for the heels. I, I wasn't a big fan of them, but the fact that there was a paid audience again of, of, of full capacity, because everybody keeps bringing up first crowd, first crowd. Dana ran a couple shows in the Middle East with the crowd, and those fans did a great job. Um, yeah. Really small crowd. Oh, yeah. were able to, to make He even had small crowds in the Apex the last couple of events. Yeah, the and celebrities galore too, man. It was kind of weird. Like, why do <laughs> these guys get all this special ass treatment? But you can't get your diehard UFC fans in here. I yeah. think it would be cool, but I don't question anything that Uncle Dane is doing anymore, man. Record gate, and yeah. somebody said record resale too for tickets, which is absurd. Dana did business. It, Good for him, man. People are excited to get out, man. Yep. I, I knew people were excited when they got I didn't watch all the prelims, but I, I tuned in for a second. And when I seen the prelims and I seen a full crowd in the prelim show, people are excited to get out, man. People were itching for this. Amen. You never they, see a crowd at the, the prelims. No, but they delivered, man. They delivered. Yeah. And like I said, they, they pissed me off with who they were choosing to, to cheer for and boo. But that's the beauty of UFC, man. It, it kind of had a WWE feeling. You know what? Fuck it. Let, let's stop. Let's just right into the fans, man. Like cheering for Masvidal over Usman, cheering for Rose over... Whaley, like it was kind of weird how the fans were kind of digging into the bad guys and bad girls of the. You car. think Rose is the bad girl? It, with that lead up conversation that she was building up, I was like, "What the hell is she talking yeah. about?" For yeah, me, yeah, she got a she got a little off the rail with that a little bit. I she's guess, always the, the, such a hard person. Like it's, it's I agree. I so agree. I, I didn't see her as a heel character at all. Like she had me tearing up, but like this, yeah. that when it just <clears throat> the lead up stuff could have been avoided. Like, to me, I know that she used it as, like, motivation, but the whole making Whaley this face of communism and oppression that she was fighting against, to me, was just, like, it was unnecessary, man. It was uncomfortable. Yeah, but she sort of explained it at the end of her fight in her post-fight. Which, in her post-fight that's what pissed me though. off. Why are you doing this after the fight, girl? You yeah, yeah, I get that. The, you know what I'm saying? And I it, get that. You know, uh, we'll, we'll talk about that when we get to that fight, but, you know, I hope that that sparks something now under Whaley Zhang because that woman was She's on She's demanding a, a rematch. And she might get it. She honestly might. And honestly, it makes sense. We'll get to that. We're skipping lines, bro. We're skipping the <laughs> lines. But um, I, like, I said that we were going to talk about the crowd later, but I want to jump right into that. 
Let's do it. How much of a difference before and after to you? I mean, I love the apex feel here in the coaches, here in the echoes, but there's nothing like having a crowd. Compare, I guess, the comeback to the crowd of the UFC to the comeback we just saw at WrestleMania. Well, the biggest difference between UFC and WrestleMania was that WrestleMania was in an outdoor arena with 25,000. This was 15, you know, a little bit over 15,000 in a, a, a closed arena. The, the noise, the energy, it just felt live all night. Those fans wanted to be there so bad. And uh, it's the little things I miss, like the, at the beginning, at the beginning of the main card, uh, Anthony Smith coming out. He never got that kind of reaction before, you know what I mean? And he was soaking it in. The crowd was into it. The crowd was loving it. The fuck Jake Paul chants, like, you wouldn't get that anywhere. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I missed it. I I enjoyed the quietness of the Apex because I like the, the Ultimate Fighter. I like that, you know, enclosed, intimate fight setting. But, um, yeah, it was time for me to get back to fans. I, I really enjoyed this event. This is one of the greatest events I've seen in a long time. I'm glad you brought up the Ultimate Fighter because that's something that a lot of people said. The advantage Dana had that Vince and co all the different wrestling promotions didn't have is that they didn't have the fan free experience already there presented to the fans that they were already used to Dana exactly. has the ultimate fighter. So it's been there for seasons on seasons. Fans were more susceptible to the television product when it came back on the other end of COVID. Well, I guess we're still in this, especially us. it's still a fight. It's still yeah. a fight. It's not necessarily a performance. It's a fight, no matter who's there or what. Exactly. With WWE, and you and I have talked about this already a couple times now on the show, the fans are a part of the performance. The fans play a part. And we saw that with the main event, how Roman Reigns soaked in those boos from the fans when he kind of got that step up over Edge and Daniel Bryan again. I never realized how much I was going to miss that until it happened. And I agree with you. I didn't think I was going to miss fans at a UFC event until that first cheer. It's... It was like, ah, and it wasn't even for the main card. It was for the prelims. Like you said, the the crowd was probably, you know what? To the crowd's credit, and you said people wanted to get out. I'd say there was probably 10, 11, 12,000 people there when the, when the, uh, the television prelims were on. Like, yeah, I I didn't see a lot of empty seats. It was quite something, man. And, uh, I have to give again, Dana credit. Um, I, (sighs) I don't want to give the governor, the state of Florida, any credit because the guy's an asshole, but um, he's doing it though he's doing the right thing business, right now man open for business oh. and i think dana was talking about houston's next houston's I next believe. yeah seventeen thousand, and then vegas and then beyond that the rumor was is that's going to be the first overseas event and off the top of my head we're going to talk about this later too that would be mcgregor poirier uh that's for july yeah 14th, is, so that so maybe mcgregor poirier is vegas that wouldn't surprise me so on the other end of that you could do Francis versus Derek Lewis somewhere. I don't know. We'll talk. About I think that Francis turned that fight down. I don't even think that's going to happen. We'll talk about that after because uh, he may not have a choice, man. Um, what else does he have right now? Well, I don't think there's anything really in the heavyweight division. Actually, I have something lined up later on um, to talk about kind of like a run through of some matches that are coming up. There is one in the heavyweight division that's interesting that caught my eye when I was looking at some upcoming matchups. That could be the follow-up if John Jones is suddenly out of the picture, but we'll, we'll get to we'll that. We'll get to John Jones later. I'll, yeah, that's, that's I got it. a different take on John Jones. I haven't heard a lot of people say so. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Like Kamaru Usman, my man, settled the oh, score I, with no. settled the score with 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 Georgie uh, Ore yeah. Masvidal putting aside that whole six days notice mythology, taking the fight short. Usman put that man to sleep. He controlled he him in the first round, and in the second round, he actually stepped back and kind of toyed with him. And that's when Masvidal's hands went down, clock, fight's over. 
Logically, obviously, Colby Covington's next, but how soon do you think that fight gets lined up? And what do you think is next for Masvidal? The fight itself, I mean, it's, as you said, the the whole six-day excuse and everything is, is, you know, all that's put to bed now. It is what it is. But I will say this. Masvidal had a good performance. He got caught with a punch. So that's all it was. Uh, Usman, you know, Usman knew what he was doing. He had a game plan. He said himself, he had two different punches he wanted to set up. The first one he said didn't work. So he wanted to try the second one. And I mean, I don't know if you noticed how he did it, but when he reached out, he, he faked a hook, but he grabbed Masvidal's hand, pulled it away, and then straight, right to the gin. And I'm telling you, it was a beautiful shot. When you've seen the sweat just blow off his head like a, a fireworks explosion, I, I jump right up, man. I, I, oh, shit. There's so, like pictures, there's pictures of the angle where it looks like Usman is resting on Masvidal. <laughs> like his body's just done and just cracked him, man. Done. He got him with a good shot. There's no denying it. But that's the fight game, man. That's what happens. Anybody can land that lucky shot. Connor could have landed that on Floyd. You know what I'm saying? But but I will say there was a there was a big step up between this Masvidal and the six days Masvidal. He he came in, he looked a lot better physically. He he came in with a better of a game plan. He got up off the ground game when he got first taken down. He, uh, Wouldn't that, though, in your mind, then totally give credit to Usman for stepping up to the plate then? Oh, because for sure. First fight was first fight, five rounds, even though it was a 50-43. Yeah. Um, I give Masvidal credit for even staying in the octagon and surviving. No, for this sure. time. You know, you said a better game plan looked good in the first round, but I didn't I didn't find that Usman was off the step at all. Like I felt like no. he had control during the entire first round. And, and everything I'm saying about Masvidal here, that's that's yeah. no that's nothing against Usman. Usman was a machine. He straight he, up. he he straight, straight up came in with a game plan, knew exactly what he wanted to do, and took care of it. Um, I'm just saying Masvidal compared to the six day Masvidal. Me personally, I think he looked a lot better physically, like the way he was moving. He was uh, his combinations were really good in the first round. Uh, if he would have cracked with a couple of those knees that he threw, you know what I mean? That's all it takes. It's the fight game. It's one hit. You know what I mean? And Usman got lucky with one hit. I mean, lucky is the wrong word, but that's what happened. He cracked him with one good hit in the second round and that was game over. If he didn't hit him with that hit, you know, another knee later, what would happen? All I'm saying is that Masvidal looked a lot better than six day Masvidal against Usman even though the fight went longer. You know what I mean? So do you think he's done? What do you think's next for him? Like, you're saying that he looked good. Maybe Dana sees the same optics as you. Is he, like, a win or two away from maybe not getting Usman back? Let's just say, hypothetically, Usman retires or Colby beats him. If he can get himself back into the picture in two wins, I think it's, like, four or five wins. I think he might become a gatekeeper all of a sudden. Just because... You're talking about Masvidal? Yeah. Yeah. I think Masvidal's step forward... Let's put that BMF belt on the line. If you're going to walk it out to the ring and all that shit, you know what I mean? Let's get some money fights out of you. If, you know, there, there could be a potential Nate Diaz rematch. I don't think there should be because he whooped Nate Diaz ass. But, I mean, there's there's some there's some other bad dudes in, in the UFC that, you know, that they could do that. You know, if you're going to if you're going to flaunt it and talk about being it, and, and, and he had it out on the ring with him in, in the walkout. Um, so maybe that's next for, for Masvidal for the next little bit. Just do some big money fights with some strikers. And all, like I said, it might only take two. You don't know how yeah. the rest of that that welterweight mix-up is going to mess up. Like, I mean, right now with Diaz throwing his hat in the ring, him and Edwards, the winner of that might end up being the the matchup with the winner against Colby or the winner of Colby versus Usman. And I then think you've that's still the got Wonder, yeah, You've got Wonderboy fighting still. Yep. Um, and Burns is fighting too. And, yep. and, you know, Burns is definitely not out of the picture. If nope. Masvidal gets a rematch, why can't Burns with one fight in between? 
you know, Colby's even had his fight in between. So I think Colby deserves it. I don't know if it's going to be anytime soon. I'm not saying that Usman's ducking Colby, but I think Usman's being really smart and strategic. The problem is, is I think that gives Colby time to improve from the first fight. And Colby gave him a run for his money in the first fight. If I'm not mistaken, I think one or two judges had Colby winning that fight. So I don't know how, though. Like, Colby got his uh, ass whooped, man. Like, there was a couple, see, you maybe know what? a couple questionable spots, but I, disagree. I mean, tomorrow hooked him up. I disagree. It was 2-2 going into the fifth for me, but I think it was 2-1 going into the fourth for Colby. I thought because it became a boxing match, Colby showed way more control in the stand-up. Colby was landing a lot of jabs to the body, which Usman does not let happen. So Usman mm. started protecting up front and wasn't throwing the punches. Once it got to the championship rounds, that's when Colby started to open up. And I think he wanted to get the takedown because Colby thought his cardio was better than Usman's big fucking mistake. Yeah. And, you know, I agree that he did get his ass kicked, but I don't think the ass kicking really, truly started until that fourth round. Like, if anything, I'm giving Colby Covington, like, a shit ton of points for doing that fight with a broken fucking jaw. Oh, you man. know what I mean? Like, his toughness is unreal. And I think, you know, I'm, I'm talking that right now. I Didn't the broken jaw happen in the third round? And that's why he opened in the up fight. in the fourth round? Yeah, it, I think. It, it was earlier in the fight. Yeah. I could be. It could even could have even been the second round. But I think it was the third round is when I the think broken it was the third jaw too. happened. Yeah, because that's when he tried to open it up in the fourth round. Because if he ended up get, making, making it a wrestling match and got a little bit of control, what's a broken jaw at that point? So. I mean, we uh, say that, but at the same time, like Usman's a—he's a wrestling machine too. Like, look how he handles Tyler and Woodley. It's true. You know what I mean? And and Woodley's not. But I mean, at the same time, Colby just handled Woodley too in the wrestling department. Yeah. So it's Usman's the man right now. He really is. I I don't see nothing other than a super fight at middleweight, which he doesn't want to do because Adesanya is the champion. There's another That's, one though. Did you see uh, what Mr. McGregor was saying? I seen that one. I seen that one, but. McGregor got to come out and fight a couple more fights before they hand him title fight again. And me personally, like he just lost to Dustin Poirier. Those are legacy denters. Like if he if he goes up to welterweight, Usman's probably going to kick the shit out of Conor. I'm sorry, I don't think Conor stands a fucking chance. No, that's my point. So it's like they got we got the Conor Dustin rematch coming up. We'll we'll play devil's advocate here. Conor wins that. So Conor comes off a win off the trilogy with Dustin Poirier. All right, send him up to the 170. Give him a guy like Leon Edwards or Gilbert Burns. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, even, a, even a Masvidal fight. Or Chimaev. That's a money fight. Or Chimaev. Jesus. That's a money fight. You give him Chimaev. But Chimaev's kind of like, where is he at right now? When's he coming back? You he could even I mean? do light heavyweight. That He was talking Good. about doing light heavyweight. Like Who? Chimaev. Oh, I thought you were talking about Connors. No, Sorry, God, no, God, no, 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 no. Jesus I could see Christ Chimaev now. going up to light heavyweight. He's, talk, he's been talking a lot about weight. And, you know, with his health scare he realized that with the lifestyle of, of being an MMA practitioner, cutting weight, training every day, he's got a new lease on life, if you will. That's why he abruptly retired. Yeah. And Dana was like, yeah, Dana said, just let the kid figure it out. Right. He's been really, he's been talking about weight a lot. And uh, Daniel Cormier was just talking about this with Ariel Hawani on their show, how the reason why light heavyweights a picture for him now is because he wants to walk around at about 222, 25. Imagine that guy cutting down to 170. That's, That's fucking much. scary, man. That's too much. It is, but for somebody like him, if he's if he's focused on getting his his body back in shape, he could possibly do it, man. Because that Chamayev is he's crazy, man. Yeah, but, but if he's talking about gaining all this weight because he doesn't want to, you know, scared of COVID and, and the the effects on the body, dropping and putting your body through that much abuse, yeah, that's not going to help him. Which is probably why middleweight makes the most sense and i was having it'll wait for sure if not light heavyweight yeah 
I was saying this to, to people before this whole COVID thing. I said, he looks like he's got a long body that he could put on the weight to be a consistent middleweight. He's only fucking around with welterweight right now. because And UFC 4, he's listed as a middleweight. Is he? Interesting. Yeah. He's listed as a middleweight and a welterweight. Interesting. Interesting. Because, I mean, fuck, yeah. he could fight. He could have even fought at lightweight. And I, don't, I think he did what prior was- to the UFC. Was both of his fights that he had there, like the whatever he had, like week to week or whatever the fights he had, was that at different weight classes? I think so. First, first boot note of the night. <laughs> now, him versus Nick Diaz would be a fun matchup too if Nick does come back. Nick wants to come back, according to Dane White. Yeah, apparently they met after the fight. Yep, Nick yep. is Nick is all ready to go. So. But again, like he's not even like Nick's not even ranked. So it's like he needs a money fight right now. Yeah. Like these guys, like that's what I mean. You can't throw Connor because he what was the cowboy fight? Was that 170? Yeah. So just because he beat Cowboy like that, I don't think he gets a title shot at 170. You know what I mean? Give him, uh, you know, it all depends on what plays out in the next few fights. But I mean, even the guy like George Masvidal, that would be a money fight for sure. And it would be a good introduction to see if Connor can even hang in the 170 division, like legit. Um, imagine that. But if you want to give him a real test, but can you imagine Gilbert Burns versus Connor McGregor? Oh my God. That would be a fucking fun ass matchup, too. It oh, would be, but I could just see Gilbert dominating them. You could even have Wonder Boy versus Connor, and that would be a, That'd really be a fun good one. Matchup. Yeah, man. That would be a good one. And, and you could throw him Luke A. You know, we, they were talking about how Luke A got kind of whooped by thompson but luke made woodley look foolish too so yeah. you know those guys are both in the mix and i think it would be fair to say that if connor beat one of those guys then he proves that he's allowed in that division that's what i mean you got to give Second him at least loses. one fight yeah yeah um, just, look, just looking that up real quick that note he uh he fought phillips at middleweight and then actually cut and fought reese mcgee at welterweight before that's McGee. what i thought i thought he fought both ways yeah, so he did fight both, but he actually fought it the other way around. I thought that he went from uh, from welter to middle, but I guess he was just in the middle of a... Uh, it's hard because a lot of guys put on weight after they cut down. So I figured if he, he must have held his weight from the weigh-in for the fight and then said to Dana, I can cut a couple pounds if you need me to, and did it successfully, clearly. So well, Masvidal did 20 pounds in six days, so... Fucking Jesus Christ. If I lost 20 pounds, I'd be in the IWK, man. They you know what I'm saying? Me. These guys are savages, man. <laughs> UFC fighters are savages. Oh, man. Oh, man. We were all over the place. We were trying to talk main event. We, we went everywhere. So your prediction right now, and I'm going to ask you this a lot through the show, when does Colby Usman happen if that logically is the next matchup? I can't see that for a couple months yet because they got a, they got a lot built up yet with the, um, the Oliveira-Chandler um, fight. That's next. Do they have any main events announced other than that yet? I got some stuff lined up later on in the show. We'll talk about okay, that. Okay, I'm not show, sure. I can't think of any main events they have already. There's uh, uh, oh, the Adesanya, Marvin Vittori. Yeah, that that got booked. That um, got announced. So yeah, here here we are skipping notes again. All right, <laughs> um, I'm I'm going to a later note in the show before we get to the ladies. Um, yeah, coming up, you've got uh, well, Reyes and Pro is is nothing to do with any of that. You got uh, Sanhagen Dillashaw's coming up. So the next UFC pay-per-view event is Oliveira Chandler. That's what the yeah. Edwards Diaz matchup. That's 262. Yeah. 263 looks like it's going to be Adesanya Vittori. Um, and then Cyril Gain Volkov. And then Dustin Connor would be 264. 
And then I think Blahovich and Glover is 265. And that depends, obviously, on what Nganu ends up doing with Derek Lewis. That could be 266. And then you've got Amanda Nunez in the mix. She might be looking for that main event now. She's tired of being the co-main. She wants to be the, the name on the poster. Yeah, um, see, I, and I can't see Kamaru Usman and, and Covington being a co-main event. That's the only issue I have, right? The only way, especially Colby. The Usman only, himself. Like he's, he's, yeah. he's pretty well the goat right now well, next was, to John Jones. He was just asking about being the pound for pound. So that, that actually, you took the words out my mouth. That would probably be the only event I could see those guys um, taking the back seat to would be like a John Jones and Ghana. I could see Usman taking a backseat to a Francis fight. Yeah, because that's exactly the respect that, like, as, as Usman is as the senior, I believe, in the gym. I think Usman's younger than Nganu. I'm, I'm actually, they might be the same age, if I'm, I'm not, not mistaken. Sure. Um, and and they, they don't train together full time, but they just started working together recently. And they're getting a pretty good brotherhood going right now. It, there's something there. So I, I could see that happening for sure. Usman's got his money. Um the main event to be no different obviously any fight that john jones is involved in is going to have money for both guys but well especially now pay-per-view guys and um attendance gate so and we'll uh we'll we'll get to that once we talk about the ladies next man my goodness gracious we we were talking about rose kind of turning into the bad girl i really wasn't feeling her uh her trash talk before the fight that whole thing we talked about it already but she matched the ruthlessness that she showed in all the press conferences and the interviews leading up to the fight, right into the fight, <laughs> yep. like literally step one, bam. And I think honestly, Zhang Wei, Zhang, oh, I always have a hard time saying Zhang Wei Li, Zhang Wei Li, because I always say Wei Li Zhang. I find it easy. No, she gets mad. She wants to. I know, there. and I, I, I hate that I have to say it backwards to say it right, but unfortunately i can't get it right well so. that's the thing it's it's actually that's actually the way we would pronounce it as americans yeah they I say our name backwards with yao. i heard I, I learned that whole thing with with yao ming because yeah. i was like why is why is yao on the back of his jersey and yeah. that's how i first learned what we would consider the last name is actually the first name and the first name first exactly name. i was like wow that's crazy all that name and stuff aside rose's ruthlessness unbelievable man i never in my days could have ever seen Zhang kind of fall apart the way she did. Now it was a clean kick, like, but her hands were down. Talk about this fight, man, and uh, what's next for Thug? I've been, a, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Thug Rose. I mean, yeah, yes, her, her top, her conversation was a little iffy, but I mean, that's if you're looking at. It's, see, I don't want. It's hard to explain without sounding weird about it, but it's like if you take the context of, of what she meant and what she's been through her life and what she's fought against. You would, you would understand what she meant when she was saying that stuff. So I get why the media and everybody took it out of context and, and whatever. But again, I'm I'm a huge Rose fan. To see her, when Bruce Buffer is announcing her name, and she's just going, I'm the best. I'm the best. I'm the best. I'm the best. And she comes out and doesn't, doesn't even show a flaw whatsoever. And that's when you said, you know, Whaley or Jean Whaley, she, you know, she didn't have her hands up. She didn't have, that's because Rose's game plan was so good. She had her thinking she was going for the legs and the body. And you know what? And when she threw that question mark kick and slid it right between her hands and kicked it right in the jaw, it was just beautiful. Just, just such a beautiful moment, such a beautiful cap off hands up the Rose. That was a sweet knockout. Not a quick finish. No, do you think? Yeah. Do no. you think, do you think that was just because she was, cause I mean, she was out. She was and, out. And, and they showed the replays over and over again. Like, 
uh, Joe Rogan was like, what's she complaining about? She was out. She was out. And During her her uh, post-fight uh, interview in the Octagon, she was in the middle of talking and she goes, uh, uh, I forget what I was going to say. She's knocked out. She don't even know what she's talking about in the interviews. So she was completely, she was out of it. She was, there was no, she's lucky he didn't get stopped before the punches beforehand. You know what I mean? Like it's, she was, oh, she completely flattened out when she got the kick to the head. The, the, the hammer strikes afterwards were, were just a follow-up. That's all that was. So you were talking about rematch potentially being on the table. Do you think it's kind of the make sense lock? Yeah, I mean, what else are you going to do right now? I'm looking at the, the rankings right now, and, I mean, you got Ioana, that's and Carla Esparza, maybe. That's pretty well your biggest. Ioana might be a draw, but how many fights did they had? It was three fights they had, wasn't it? Or two? Definitely two. Definitely yeah, two. Yeah, I can't remember a third one or not. So, I mean, maybe a third one, but, I mean, Rose beat her twice. So, it's there's no big money fight there. But, like, honestly, I don't think it was a quick stoppage. It was a good knockout. Does she deserve a rematch? I don't know. I don't know. What's so well, I guess I, we've seen it in the past where like long held champions get that rematch just on merit. Maybe it kind of makes sense in this case because the strawweight division was damn near dead before the last year, year and a half. And I got to give Dana credit. He's found some gems in a rough patch, but she still dominated the division. So yeah. You know, if Zhang Wei Li wants a rematch, I almost feel like Dana has to give it to her the same way he has many male champions in the past who have held the belt for a long time that might have had a quick loss or, or a step. Because like everybody used to say, Jose Aldo had the Conor McGregor rematch set. He just couldn't get healthy again. Something yeah. happened to, to Jose after he lost that fight. The Anderson Silva effect, honestly. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about that later, too. Good yeah, God. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm just looking at the rankings here and it's just like, you know, Mackenzie Dern, maybe, you know. If She's it's eat. if if it's not Zhang Weili, it's probably gonna be Ioana. Yeah, because Ioana and and Weili had the fight of the year, so it's like let's give Ioana a little ticket or a little you know a little thank you straight up. Because I mean, she hasn't fought since then, has she? Good question. I don't no. think she has. I mean, that's that's being hailed as the fight of the year. So honestly, the way her head looks, she probably shouldn't have been fighting any. <laughs> Lord have no, <laughs> no. <laughs> Her head was a balloon. It was. Nope, she hasn't fought since then, so there you go. No, I didn't think so. And, I mean, her last four losses, both of the Rose losses, so she fought Rose twice. So it was twice. That's what I thought. Yeah, so both Rose losses, Valentina and Zhang. So, yeah, yeah she's uh, she's held her own. It, it might make sense. It might make sense. I'm not, Yeah, now that you say it, I think the rematch is going to be where to go. If not, Carlos Barraza, maybe. Because she's on a little tear right now. But even, like, that's... Yeah, I don't know. It's it's probably the rematch. That'd probably be the way to go. Moving on. Valentina and Jessica Andrade, man. Yes. It made her look foolish. You know, I thought foolish. the Bulldog and Jessica was going to come out, but it just didn't, man. It was one-sided as hell, and now makes me worry about that division. What the hell does Valentina do now? So give me your Amanda thoughts, Nunes. brother. That's yeah, it. honestly. That's, <laughs> all that's, that's all that's left for, for Valentina at this point. Um, I know girls like Lauren Murphy and, and like, I guess you could say Caitlin, but Caitlin just got beat up too. So it's, yeah, it's Amanda Nunes. That's the fight to make. Dana says he doesn't want to make it. He doesn't see the, the logistics of it, but us as fans, we know that's the fight to make. It's what's left for Amanda at this point. And if you ask me personally, and a, and a lot of other people, Shevchenko won that last fight between her and Nunes. So it's, you know what I mean? There's logic there. There's not like she got beat up twice by Nunes, right? 
And these girls are the two most dominant fighters in the UFC right now. Pretty well, both men and women. And that's that's the only logical fight left is those two. Until these a- other girls can step up and start getting streaks going. Truth. That's true. I don't see nothing else. Now, here's a fun one that I heard last night. What if Rose wants to pull an Adesanya and go up and fight Valentina? Do you think that makes sense? She's never done it before. That makes sense for Rose. Yeah. That makes sense for Rose. Do you think Dana does it? Yeah. 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 I didn't <laughs> I like I that didn't... pause. I like that pause. Yeah, no, I, I, I didn't really think like... about that, to be honest with you. Because I'm just thinking about Rose just getting her. Like, she's, I don't think Dana's going to ship her right up to the next weight rate yet until she at least defends at least two or three times. So That'd why be not my let her guess. have it now. You know, you know what I mean? Like, maybe get, maybe make that the next fight. If he's looking to get money out of it, then yeah, I guess. But does Rose want to do that? That's that's the question. Rose doesn't like the fame as it is. Is she going to want the fame of being double champ, champ, champ in two different weight classes? Yeah, I think it's the type of thing where she would lay that belt down. But yeah, I never thought about that. That's a good. Uh, I, 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 I saw. I saw. I would it like Twitter. that fight. I saw it on Twitter, and and you know, I I don't know a whole lot about the UFC, but I I know enough that I could carry a conversation as we are, and and I decided to do a little bit of research to see if she ever fought above one fifteen, and she hasn't. Let's get into the lower body injuries, bro. Uh, we had a couple of rough ones. One was one was heroic as fuck. Yes. I have to give Jimmy Crew credit. That yes. guy tried to cover that thing up. His coaching team surrounded him. Turtle shelled him completely. Yep. He showed so much heart after the, the clear point of injury when Anthony Smith kicked him in the knee. Yeah. He almost won the fight. That's before the yeah. I don't know if I've ever seen that before. Is there is there ever been a time where you can you where you can remember where there was like a literal physical injury, but a guy kept going? I remember John Jones. Remember John Jones had the bone sticking out of his foot, but he kept broke his toe. Yeah, or his toe. Yeah, yeah, and he didn't even realize it until Rogan goes, "Oh, what's wrong with your foot?" And then he goes, "Oh," and he had to sit down, and he could he couldn't even. He goes, "I'm gonna get sick." (laughs) Yeah, like I can't remember another time when that happened. I guess just like have have you ever seen anything like that before? Like he he was gonna win that fight if he was allowed to do it. Well, there sort of was a time like that where the guy actually did win the fight, and that was uh, Sugar Sean O'Malley. I don't know if you remember that. The fight he had a couple times ago when he busted his leg up, and the guy was stupid enough to take him to the ground and finish the fight off on the ground when all he had to do was walk away, and as soon as the ref see that O'Malley couldn't walk anymore, the fight's over. You know what I mean? And that's exactly what happened right now, and that's what I give this guy hired for because when the when the you see the doctor in front of him go, okay, walk towards me, walk back, walk towards me. And the guy's walking back and forth, and he's going, "Come on, let me do it, let me do it, come on, come on." And then his leg gives out, and he's the doctor goes, "No, no, no." And I felt so bad. I was like, "Oh, I know this guy wants to fight so bad, but it is what it is with an injury like that, man. When you got dead foot like that, like I was cringing just watching his foot flop underneath him, like that was gross." Oh, it makes you I wonder didn't. if he did more damage by pushing himself. There was, de- I don't know if he pushed himself too much, but the fact that he had dead foot like that after a kick and he managed to take Anthony Smith down twice afterwards and was handling him on the ground. So, I mean, that's that's shows heart, man. This guy's no joke. Anthony Smith has got, I don't want to say lucky, but he got a good kick in there and he it, it was a good shot. What was it? Torn, torn ACL, MCL? I didn't hear the actual injury, but yeah, he had to tear I. something. Yeah, there wasn't, there wasn't. He didn't just hit a nerve and numb it. There, there was something torn there. There was something messed up. Yeah, it had to have been. It's a sin, man. It's the thing, and I mean, we're we're gonna talk about the other lower body injury on the uh, night uh, in a second. But like, just to see the adrenaline of these guys not turn off yeah. when you literally have a physical part of your body dangling, 
Because even in the next one, like I was saying to my buddy, ah, we'll get to the next one. We'll get to Mr. Weidman getting his karma. I'm not trying to get too, uh, too rude. I don't know if karma is the right word because it's like, it's not like he broke Anderson Silva's leg on purpose. It's true. But it's, it's more of a, I don't even know the word for it, but it's, it's a weird twist. It's fate in a weird, strange in way. A weird even way. fate is a wrong way to, a wrong way to put it. But yeah, like it's like, what are the odds? Yeah. Like, even with the Uriah Hall aspect of it, right? Like Uriah Hall ended Anderson Silva's UFC career. Like that was it. Like just yeah. the weird uh, small world, small connection, small everything of the entire thing is just madness, especially when you consider the fact that that happened eight years ago, seven, eight yeah. years ago. I think I just I think- moved home from Toronto, 2013. It was right after Christmas, um, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was. I'm not sure. That's, thinking, that was kind of the phase where I kind of dipped out of UFC for a little bit. Mm. It was uh that was yeah that was that was not long before mine either. It was probably the next year or so after that. I think I was kind of I kind of tiptoed away from it too of a little bit. I mean, COVID really brought me back into it because it was the only thing that was on. And and like I said, I, I hate giving the man credit, but Dana knew exactly what he was doing. But oh, fuck yeah, um, no, I think the word I think the word I'm looking for for all that shit was ironic. It was that, just, that's probably a good one. That's you know probably I mean? a good one. The the odds of like if you look at the side by side photos, like his leg wrapped around his leg the same way that Anderson's leg did. Like it was just the whole thing is so weird, man. It only happened three times in the UFC, and two of those times were with the same guy. Like, what are the odds of that? You know what I mean? Like it's, oh, it's, that was so gruesome. I was sitting, I was talking on the phone with my mother, just watching the fight. Cause I'm catching up Sunday morning. I'm watching, I'm watching and She's in the middle of talking to me and I just went, Oh, Oh my God. And she was like, you know, wh- you know, what just happened? What's going on? And I'm like, Oh, this guy just, his leg is flopping around. What's going on? Like I, then I had to rewind it and it's, Oh my God. It was, it was brutal. I brought Brandy in to come watch it. She watched it for two seconds, went uh, uh, and had to leave because she couldn't watch it no more. It was bad. When I seen his leg flop around and then him try to step on it afterwards, and that's then what it I just was fold in half again. Oh, that's what I was saying in the, the last bit there about Crute, like how adrenaline doesn't turn off. That happens. And then Weidman's like, I'm just going to take this step back because. I didn't feel my leg, bro. Oh, my leg is broke. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's just like, oh. holy crap, man. Yeah, that oh. was uh, that was brutal. I remember, I remember one time playing soccer. There was this guy, and, and I'm not trying to be rude. He was, he was a bit of a prick. So he got his karma. We'll, we'll use karma <laughs> properly in this term. Um, but I remember like it was yesterday. He was going to kick the ball, and uh, Josh Horn. He was our left back at the time. He was going to kick the ball at the same time. And it was just that split second. And Josh kicked this guy's leg so hard that this guy's leg did the Weidman. And I had the view. Gross. Like me looking at the mic. Like that was my view of that. And I won't even lie to you. This sounds so terrible. I remember going, yeah. Oh, Oh, no. And just running right over to help the guy immediately. And I remember a couple of his teammates pushed me and I was like, man, you guys are all assholes, man. Like I'm trying to help your teammate. He's fucking crying with his leg leg. doing this one. Yeah. Flopping around the wrong way. uh, Yeah. His dad, uh, his dad recognized what I did. And uh, when the ambulance drove away, he actually asked me if I was okay. I was like, I'm I'm completely fine. Um, Is your son okay? And he said, no, no, but uh, I appreciated you 
you know, basically being first on the scene, stabilizing his leg um, before the ambulance could get here. And it was crazy, too. The soccer field was on top of this hill in the valley and the fire station was right at the bottom. So they sent up like the fire medics. Um, I've never experienced anything like it before in my life, but I'll never forget. They drove on the field. And the field is like there. There's like the two hills on the side, right? And the only way they could get on is like the, the the driveway is at the top of the hill. And then they would go over the little curb, and then they would have to like coast down the hill. <laughs> they would have stomped. They had to have stomped on the brakes because they slid and skid down the hill. <laughs> when they hit the bottom, it was like. <sighs> and then when they got onto the soccer field, they fucking left a skid right on the fucking <laughs> field. No time to worry about the landscaping. Oh, bro, it was bad news, man. So we had to play the rest of the game with that corner of the field with this big-ass dirt divot in it. But <laughs> um, aside from all those sillinesses, yeah, hopefully Weidman and Crute both heal up soon, man. Yeah. I mean, Crute's obviously going to heal up a little quicker, I'm assuming. But Weidman, yeah. that's, well, that might be a career-ender, man. He's Weidman's had a lot of surgeries. It's interesting. Yeah, I think that you just said it. The the skeletal system that is Chris Weidman might not be able to do it. But That's what I mean, right? Um, an, a knee tear can be worse than a leg break at times. Now, that kind of leg break, you're right. That said, it was clean, apparently. Um, the surgery was a success. I just took yes. a peek on Twitter, um, which means it was a clean leg break. I don't know if it's the Alex Smith bad leg break or not, but um, obviously his was a little bit higher, yeah. um, but we will, we will see what happens with his future. Uh, just yeah. an entertaining guy, you know, and I, I, I wasn't a fan of the way he kind of reacted to Silva's leg break immediately, but I think it was a similar thing. Like you said, he didn't mean to break his leg. No. He, and then, so he probably didn't even realize it was dangling around. You know what I mean? Like he just uh, thought yeah, he hurt himself. The reaction know? of, Oh, like, I just beat Anderson Silva. Exactly. Of, right. Took him and. But like Uriah Hall, on the other hand, he knew exactly what happened, right? and you could see that like, he was gonna cry at one point. Like he just couldn't believe yeah. what just happened, right? Like this guy's leg just wrapped around his shin. Like it's that's not natural. That must have felt so weird. Well, that was kind of the way how I was just explaining when I saw this guy's leg break because you know you build up a rivalry, and especially in the combat sports world, like even if these guys like each other, um, you have to like learn to hate each other. For at least a couple weeks leading up to that fight. And, you know, once that 15 to 25 minutes is over, um, you know, maybe you hug it out, show love again. I think it was, uh, who was it? It Was George St. Pierre and BJ Penn the first time? Because they fought twice. I believe so. Yeah, because uh, George, George avenged BJ. And George basically was giving BJ tons of love. Uh, terrible to word it that way uh, <laughs> um, but basically giving him tons of love but at the end of it was just like now i know how to beat him and now i don't hate him i'm gonna kill him and you know uriah hall comes across as that kind of guy every time he has a matchup he's praising the guy beforehand chris weidman tried to make it ugly and uriah hall like people think uriah hall is young what is he like 35 36 like he's a veteran oh in the game yeah, yeah so I his run has actually been fantastic. I'm checking it out right now. Uh Bevan Lewis, he beat Junior and then Anderson Silva and then Chris Weidman. So um obviously he keeps it up a little bit. He's probably next up for for Izzy. He he might be there. I'm checking taking a peek right now. As of right now, he's number nine in the UFC middleweight rankings. That should be updated. Yeah, I was gonna I'm looking at it now. They haven't updated it yet. They haven't yet. Interesting. No. I miss the days when they were updated literally the Sunday morning after when they meant yeah, something. According to this, the Jean Whaley is still champion. So, yeah. 
it's weird. Like when the rankings meant nothing before, they actually meant something. And now that Dane is trying to make the rankings mean something, they, they truly mean don't mean fucking anything. No. Like we were just talking about, you know, uh, Nate and Leon. What's Nate's ranking right now? Like, how are they going to do that with like with Michael Chandler? How did they figure out where to throw him in? And how does a five get a, a title shot when he's like Nate Diaz promotion? ain't even in the top the top fifteen? He's probably not in any uh, any of the divisions. He's probably not in light or welter right now. So a few things real quick before uh, before we wrap things up, brother. And I appreciate you uh, taking the taking this hangover with me too. We did the WrestleMania hangover together. We, no problem. I, I did the 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 Askren Paul hangover myself, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But we were just talking about John Jones earlier, and this whole thing going on right now with him and Dana White basically playing Daddy Warbucks. Uh, Dana said 30 million. John Jones, I think, was quoted as saying 12 to 15 million wasn't enough. Hold on, I gotta open this Coca-Cola. There we go. It was gonna blow up on me. Um, who's lying here right now? Because 30 million dollars is a lot of fucking money. It is for even a boxing situation, like the the matchup with Joshua and uh Tyson Fury is going for 75 each right now before they even step foot in the ring. So 30 million is not a slouch amount of change and it competes no. with the boxing numbers. But Jones says that Dana's lying. And when Dana was prompted about it during the post-fight press conference, all Dana could say was quote unquote, okay, who's lying. And what a giggle too. Yeah. So who's lying. And you said earlier that you have an angle with on John Jones that other people might not have. So I'm curious. I don't know. I don't know if they ever had it, but I've had, I haven't heard this too much, but I mean, Okay, yes. John Jones may be one of the greatest fighters of all time. There's no doubt about it. I'm extremely excited to see him go up to heavyweight. But at the same time, fuck John Jones. You know what I mean? And here's why. He's, he's okay, yes, he, he might be a draw. He might be worth all this stuff. But does he deserve it? This is a man that has caused so much problem for the company that he works for in the sense of all of his drug problems, all the pay-per-view revenue that they had to lose because of a canceled event that they had to cancel completely because he wouldn't accept a pay-per-view. So there's an entire event that had to be scrapped that the USC put money. That's just one example. The Daniel Cormier the drug uh, positive, blah, blah, blah. The man comes back, test positive again, picograms, quote-unquote. The UFC has to pick up an entire event and move it from state to state Within days' notice, how much money does that cost the UFC? How much money did all that shit cost the UFC on John Jones' behalf? And this man is still wanting to demand millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars after everything that he's cost them just so he can fight. Now, does he deserve it? Right now, no. Me personally, I think not. Show a little bit of respect or show a little bit of loyalty to the company. Why do you think Daniel Cormier is, is so happy with what he does? Because he got taken care of because he can show respect to Dana White, to the UFC, to the, co to the company that paid him and made him. John Jones just cares about himself. I want this paycheck now because this is what I see in boxing. Even though boxing's, you know, their payout, their, their business structure, that's completely different than what Dana White and the UFC is doing. For John Jones to put the UFC through all the shit he's done with the drug tests, the moving schedules, the fucking... Because that wasn't just John Jones that had to move an event state to state. That was all the fighters that had to be on that card. 
that was all the fighters families that were booked in hotels in vegas or whatever where they were at first and they had to move to california or wherever i forget where the venues were but there was a lot of moving parts that had to do to, to convenience john jones and he doesn't seem to respect that at all it just took it off for granted now me you know me loyalty is my company name i can't stand that shit here's you know he you're taking for granted what made you john jones wouldn't be shit without the ufc hands down that's my take on it right for the jugular man right for the jugular you know what i didn't think about that because i i've been of the angle recently that john is asking for money that he might have been owed in the past because he's been criminally underpaid as has all the fighters but when you just broke it down like that i just canceled out just about every dime in my head literally like the fights against daniel cormier he should have been making like five six million dollars sure but yeah you're right. How much money did the UFC lose because he didn't show up because he, oh. he tested positive or, you know, because he wanted to do cocaine or because he wants yep. to go shooting guns in Albuquerque. You know what I mean? Like yep. his behavior does not add up for what he deserves. Interesting point. Interesting angle. So, I mean, I guess question number one, does Nganu then, you said Nganu turned down Lewis, but I think that Dana's going to force that fight. Do you think that happens? And do you think this is the last we've seen of John Jones in the UFC? I don't, I hope not. I want to see him. I want to see him versus Francis. For the heavyweight title, there's. I'm not. Again, is he the greatest fighter of all time? Probably. There's no doubt about that. It's. It's not that I don't want to see him fight. He's just. Why make it so complicated when you've already complicated your career so much? Um, but I mean, for for Francis right now, like the Derek Lewis thing, I apparently he's turned that down. But it's. I'm I'm one of those guys where it's like Stipe put on such a performance as a heavyweight, not maybe not so much in the second fight against Francis, but he is the most successful heavyweight of all time. He is the most whatever. So does he deserve a rematch against Francis to get one more crack at his title? You know what I mean? Like that's it's, he was pretty he was pretty quiet for a while, but that's what he's saying. You know, he's, it's, he's, he's if you're not going to go with Jones right away, it's maybe that's the fight to make. Do people want to see it? I don't I want to see it because I'm just, uh, you know, it's they're, they're one for one each. You know, Stipe beat the shit out of him the first fight. Francis beat the shit out of him the second fight. Let's see what happens the, the third go around. It's uh, but Stipe is but he's the greatest heavyweight of all time. He's he's proved it. He's defended the belt more than anybody. He's a two time champion. He's beat the, the biggest of the biggest. Um I, I don't know. I, I think Stipe deserves the rematch more than um, Derek Lewis Derek, right now. Yeah. So, See, the, um, the, the, I think, and, and Dana just talked about this too, the the flavor with the Derek Lewis matchup is the fact that Derek has the win over him, right? Yeah, I want to see that too. So but, I mean, do you really count that win though? Was that a fight? True enough. That's true. You know enough. what I mean? True enough. In all honesty, Derek Lewis had the same thing. He said and he doesn't even count that win. <laughs> I love Derek Lewis so much, man. Oh, he's the man. I want to see that fight too. Don't get me wrong. Oh yeah. Oh, forget like that. I think I'm happy regardless. That could be the lineup either way. I think if any of those four guys waits, because I think John Jones waiting doesn't count as waiting. It's John Jones basically asking for more money. Yeah. I don't think the other three guys are asking for more money. I think Derek Lewis is the one that benefits the most waiting because if it ends up being in Ganu Jones, there's your cancel out between those two. If Stipe gets into the mix with one of the two of those guys, whoever loses that, they get canceled out. If Derek Lewis sits on his ass for a year, which he doesn't like doing, but if he does it, he might just fall into the title picture. Mm. Um, the only matchup, I mentioned it earlier, uh, Cyril Gain and Alexander Volkov, that's the main event coming up. Whoever wins that, 
is suddenly in the picture too if one of those cancel out matchups happen. So, um, well, I mean, that, and honestly, that all depends on how Gon does because his last yeah. performance, Dana White, was not impressed. Not impressed at all. No. So, Gon's going to have to come out and, and whoop some ass and, and throw some sparks right away uh, for him to be considered in the top tier. Yeah. yeah I think he's got, what's, where's he ranked right now? He's got, he's got him up there, but it's honestly, I think, just on merit of who he beat. And there's not no, a lot of big names in the heavyweight division right now. No, I mean if you go performance-wise, again, it's not it's nothing to be happy about because again, his last performance against um, Rosenstrike that was that well, was that to be impressed about. That's just it, right? Yeah. But I mean, he's ranked number four right now. Ah, Jesus Christ, that's wild. Yeah, there he is, five under the champion. Yeah, number four. That's wild. Ah, well, we'll we'll see, man. I mean, I I just I'm you said it. I want to see obviously that John Jones and Ghanu fight happened. It's a dream fight. I want to see it's the most intriguing fight. And even Derek Lewis versus John Jones, if that's what ends up happening, like if, yeah. if they end up having uh Jones and Ghanu and Jones wins, that's a fun fight too, because Derek Lewis will walk in there, like nothing to lose world's going to be cheering for him. You know, you no, said sure. it. I, th- I think just about everybody on earth would be cheering for anyone against John Jones in a championship situation right now at heavyweight. So you know what, why the hell not? Um, I'm just, I'm so torn because I, you said, I hope the hell not that it's the end of John Jones. I feel like it's the end. I feel like he's going to take his collateral and, and, and say, fuck it. And no, I think he'll fight. I think that fight's going to happen. I don't know when, but I think that fight's going to happen. There's a lot of money on the table there. How much do you think he lowballs at then? I don't know. I really don't know. It's so hard, it's- man. It, one it of really the is. one of the interesting um, conciliations I read was that Jones was asking for that Brock Lesnar short sponsor. Um, the issue is, is Dana balked on that because of the switch from Reebok to Venom. He doesn't really have the freedom. Dana yeah. can't tell Venom this guy now doesn't want to wear your shit. The reason Venom is in the deal right now is because they want to be on John Jones's shit yeah. when they're when he's you know what I'm saying. So that would be interesting though to see if they can find those kind of. Um, I guess under the table deals on the side where maybe Jones is only fighting for a regular paycheck, but under the table, Dana did find a way to give him. Why can't they go back to like the olden days, sort of maybe not so much on the trunks, but like they used to have the flags up and behind them, the big banners with all their sponsors, logos, all that. Why can't yeah. they do shit like that? I think it has nothing to do with venom. It has nothing to do with their equipment. Like it has, I think this is just the, the fighter sponsor. Dana is, a greedy motherfucker. <laughs> I, I I I agree that the whole Reebok deal and everything that was all fucked up. And I, I think I think in in terms of the old uh, sponsor sheet, I think is what they're called. Dana would have had to have made a deal with multiple businesses prior to every event for every fighter, and I think that he saw a more lucrative way of doing it by just eliminating all those and making these big money transactions, these big money partnerships. With these corporate entities, rather oh, than having these wise, local, that was the, that oh, was it was genius, decision. fucking genius, because yeah. it monopolized the advertising and the brand. And to this day, Dana still has complete control over the advertising in the company. So, um, it would be, it's actually it's that's a really interesting thing that you brought up, man. It would be interesting for them to see. Sorry, it would be interesting for me to see what would happen if they brought back the sponsor sheet. I think that's a genius way to cut the costs. Right there. Dana's not worried about paying a guy more money if that guy can put, uh, I don't know, some local restaurant from his neighborhood on a sheet. 
So yeah, I was gonna say maybe limit your sponsors because I know Dane always had a problem with like condom depot and shit like on the back of people's shorts. And I mean I get that as a business perspective, I get I totally get that. And but I think I mean, that was that was part of the issue is he didn't want to do business dealings with all these random companies either. Like yeah. if a fighter's coming to you and you want to and you need this guy to book this fight, but his main sponsor is condom depot. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So it's like I, I get why he doesn't want that on his cameras and shit like that, but I mean now would somebody having a sponsorship from Nike, like having a Nike logo on their sponsor banner behind them, would that affect Venom's profit, even though Venom's everywheres? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I can't see that making a difference. It's kind of I mean, like Venom I always... might look at it and see it as competition, but like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's, it's kind of like the, the NBA broadcasts. I always joke because some of the NBA broadcasts are sponsored by these brands, Jordan brand, Nike, Adidas, but none of the players are wearing that brand. No. And when when I always say this, most ball, most basketball heads actually look at the feet of these athletes, notice what they're wearing. They're 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 intertwined into the sneakerhead culture. That would be huge, I think, for the UFC if they allow these guys to personalize shit. If Dana gets a small cut, like people will go out and buy personalized individual shit, like not this stuff that's cookie cuttered, that's developed by this company. Reebok ruined mixed martial arts uh merchandising as far as i'm concerned for sure they just made this bland two-dimensional jailhouse looking shit that it was cool that you could customize and put your own name on the gear and give yourself the gold font and everything but it's like no no No. we saw and and i don't want to say that this is dana's fault completely because it was never really a thing but it was getting there MMA fighters were starting to like I remember I had a big country Roy Nelson t-shirt like you used to be able to buy these guys shit on the UFC website like a WWE wrestler I was gonna say you should be able to buy a UFC action figures and yes man this is my thing right like there's a market for it but Dana's market is 18 plus he always has said it from day one this is adult entertainment and I I honestly I can't I can't disagree with that. I really yeah. can't because yeah. it really is. It's a product for adults. It's yes. Kids can watch it. Don't get me wrong because it's a sport. It's a legit sport, but yeah. you know, the interviews and the cursing and everything. And you know, it's, 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 but I like it. I wouldn't have it any other way. Straight up. I don't Straight want a PG up. UFC project. It would be weird, man. It would be weird. Like not interested. Could, I, I would, I would like to see them make kind of like um chill zone and submission underground have like a less aggressive version of that and maybe fuck around and put it on Nickelodeon. I know it's advertising like violence, but self-defense in martial arts is everywhere. Shit. Jackson watches the Ninja Turtles. Like it's, you know what I mean? I don't think it's that far fetched to potentially see Dana White get into that under 18 market eventually. How? I don't know. Maybe he really gets his hand in the wrestling game. And this is what I'm saying with, with Chael's submission underground, he's already kind of got one foot in the door. He's got, I think the distribution rights to that. I know he shows it on the fight pass. Um, I don't know where the, the reruns go, but I think live um, sugs on the fight pass. So 
maybe man maybe he's drifting further from just pure mixed martial arts and into the actual I, disciplines so i see him going up with zufa boxing before anything else yeah that's very possible too man yeah. that's very possible too and and especially in the state of boxing right now with the I, that's exactly where i wanted to end the show like he he kind of threw his foot into that thing when he was on mike tyson's podcast he basically made that million dollar bet yeah and uh it really did make it an mma versus boxing thing then that narrative kind of took a back seat until that point. Um, I guess we'll talk about that. You talk, you, you watched the event after the fact. I remember you texting me. You were like, I watched the main event. I couldn't watch the whole thing. And it was, oh, yeah, my God. Oh, it was, it what was, was terrible. Show. It was terrible. Um, I guess like you talked about the state of boxing and that was literally what I wanted to end the show with. Like, what is boxing to you right now? Like, I know that you're a wrestling guy. You're an MMA guy. By the sounds of things, you're as, as intertwined in the MMA community as you are the wrestling community. This has been a fucking great chat, bro. This um, is my shit. But what the fuck is boxing to you? Because I know a lot of people who don't even like boxing but are into the UFC and are into wrestling have a boxing history. They grew up watching Mike Tyson, Vander Holy. You know what I'm saying? Like yep. uh, uh, Felix Trinidad, Roy Jones Jr., Floyd Mayweather. Yep. Like everybody seems to have a boxing history. So like how sad are you with the state of boxing currently and what was boxing and is boxing to you? I used to love boxing, but like boxing in my day was the, the Mosley's, excuse me, the, uh, the Bernard Hopkins, the Delahoyas, you know, those, those are my guys. Like that was my era, obviously the, the Ali's and all that stuff too, but that was, you know, going back and watching, but like there is no sport. There is no sport of boxing right now. It's all just a freak show. And I hate to use the word freak show, but it is. It's it's just a like I don't even know where they're getting these numbers from. I really don't. Uh Triller itself, like the numbers that they posted out, that's gotta be a lie. There's there's no way that they that's did the, that kind of like it's I don't believe that, man. That's I really the don't. Word, man. That's the word. Like and maybe the numbers are legit, but did they boost them? That's my thing. Like maybe Could be. Jake Paul guy's not lying. Maybe same way he boosted YouTube numbers, probably. Yes, you know, is, these guys got farm factories, they know how bingo, to do this shit. Bingo. So, but I mean, the state of boxing to me, like I don't want to use the word a joke because it's when you have the possible Tyson Fury to Anthony Joshua fight coming up, like that's you know, boxing. Let's see two legit boxers go at it. But I've always said it boxing, it can't fuck with these 110 different sanctions. It can't do it. It needs a legit thing like Dana White and the UFC. I don't I'm like I don't mean pay structure or whatever like but they need one sanctioning body with 500 fighters aboard it that we, we can all get excited about and and build up superstars because you know we can't we, there's no there's nobody to get built up to when you find out Anthony Joshua signed with Showtime and so and so signed with HBO so they'll never be able to fight each other it's like but that's the fight we want to see you know and, what I mean? like, and then they sign a two fight deal publicly before you, you know what I'm saying like it's the same thing that just happened with Triple G and Canelo before that first fight, we knew there was going to be a second fight. And look what happened in the first fight. It's just like. It makes no sense. The, to me. The You'll business. never see that kind of shenanigans in the UFC. You know what I mean? Like it's. Yeah. Or mixed martial arts in yeah. general, because like even like. Yeah. Well, one, well, sorry. That's one. That's, that's Bellator, like a Q-tip to me. <laughs> yeah. Because because like, I, I agree with you. The difference between boxing and MMA, because MMA, people say what you just said. And I always counter with this. Well, when you think about it, MMA also has. One KSW, uh, Bellator on top of the UFC. So 
there's different this different that I, what's the new one the not new one it's been around for a while that it just started the pfl pro fighting league like, oh yeah, yeah there's yeah. there's tons of diff, different 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 but if you're the bellator champion you're not walking around saying i am the greatest in the world because you know the greatest in the world is the ufc the ufc is the kleenex and the q-tips of the world period it's- you know what I mean? It's that is the name. It's nobody says you watch that MMA or do or I'm an MMA fighter. It's like, oh, you do that UFC stuff. Yep. You know what I mean? It's that's that's exactly what it is. It, it's because the cream it's of the, the crop. It's the cream of the crop. Yeah. And the cream rises to the top. Yeah. <laughs> I remember Jay Brew when I had him on the first time on the show. He said it. That's best. why I wanted to mention John Jones because I heard you guys talking about him and I wanted to jump in so bad. And I was just like, oh. <laughs> that's great. That's great. No, I listened to that conversation. He, uh, we and him talked about how they made all these belts and made all these promotions because back in the day, one guy had all the best fighters signed on his promotion. So these smaller promotion or smaller promoters had to make their belt the the lineal the lineage. You know what I mean? Like, I actually have always loved that about boxing. What I hate about it is that the groups don't work together to force the WBA. WBO, IBF, you know what I'm saying? That's what they need. And you said it, you you summed it up perfect. One governing body to then cover all these governing bodies. Like yep. I always used to laugh at people who used to make fun of the ring magazine championships. And I was just like, these guys don't hold that title with reverence, but ring magazine has a, like a, a structure, a point system, rankings that these guys all respect. And they had it figured out. But the guys in the WBO, WBA, w, these guys were like, no, we don't want anybody overseeing us. Stick to being a magazine. Yeah, Your title doesn't mean anything. But for these guys, it means a lot. So it's something where it could easily be done, but you've got people like Bob Arum and Eddie Hearn and all these snakes running the game. It's almost no different than when we were growing up. Yeah. The difference is, is the stars sold the sport. And now the stars are taking from the sport. Yeah. So, and I say stars loosely because unfortunately there's not that many. Yeah, there's uh, really not. I mean, other than you, like, I'm not the avid fan anymore. So it's like the only people I hear about these days is Tyson Fury, Anthony, Anthony Joshua, uh, Ortiz, yeah. um, uh, Deontay Wilder, obviously, and Triple G and Canelo. Like, yeah. that's that's pretty well the only guys I hear about these days. And like, you've, you've got this second second wave of guys like a uh, Gervonta uh, is getting up there. Uh, Ryan Garcia. Um Lomachenko is obviously there. I hear Lomachenko. Lopez. I I mean, I know boxing like probably 10 times more than I know the UFC, but I'm just throwing out names of like, that's it. Like you and I combined just name like seven, eight guys. And growing up, Jesus, John Ruiz, Ricky Hatt. We could just go on. We literally Ward. go on. Oh, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't get nothing like that these days. Nothing. Because it always seems like it's fixed before the fight even starts. And that's what I was just saying. Like, these guys signed two, three fight deals before the first fight even starts. You're trying to tell me that I need to tune into this first one? No. Yeah. No. Exactly. I'm, uh, I know, and I I said when I was doing my rant, my, my, uh, pretending I hated the event. And I shouldn't say pretending I did hate the event, but it has a place. I just hate that it's the premier place of boxing, if you know what I'm saying. Like, it has a place in entertainment. 
Yeah, 100%. Just like celebrity death matches did. That's what it is, man. Thank you for but bringing that up because they label it as a sport. People forget that shit, man. Jake Paul. Fucking claymation figures fighting and yeah. shit. Like, oh, man, that's what this is. Exactly. I can fuck with it. I honestly can. If, if they make it consistent and they keep it out of the sphere of boxing. And that's what, that's what pushed me away as it's bullshit. If they just said this is going to be a throw ride freak show, come along and watch yeah. short thing. I would have been all into it, but they're yeah. trying to label it as a legit boxing competition. And yeah. like, they're trying to push Jake Paul. Who's never fought a legit boxer yet. And yeah. he's fought old people and ex basketball players. Like it's, I can't do it. And I can't get into it. Yeah. But not yeah. as a legit sport. Anyways, I, I watch it as a joke. Like everybody else does. Yeah. The one thing that I said when I was, talking about it on my little rant was that the actual fighting and the aspect that led like the, the storylines and stuff like that, it wasn't the worst thing ever. No, the fighting was what it was. It wasn't the worst thing ever. The fact that they had these long ass intermissions with booty shaking and, and slap fighting and trying to sell other events. And it's just felt like like the raunchiest episode of Monday night raw in the early. Oh man. I think it made those episodes look G rated dog. Like that's what I'm saying, brother. I appreciate this, man. Um, I let the people at home know where to get at you on social media as per. Look me up on Facebook, just simply J Perrier and uh, pretty well, everything else at the J Perrier and at loyalty entertainment group. You take care, man. You too, brother. Tell Brandy. I said, hello. Will do. And I see the hand. <laughs> it was in the corner. Look like a little spider. <laughs> you guys have a good night, IG. You too, brother. Appreciate you as always, my man. You too, man.